Welcome back to the Cat Cauldron. Yeah, we're back. Okay, so today's story, it's a little bit long. So just, you know, grab some snacks, grab a... What's going to say? Sit back, relax, and open your ears. Please turn off all your devices. No, because if you turn off all the devices, <laughs> they're playing this on a device. <laughs> no, what do the movies say? The movies? Yeah. Alright, so, what's today's topic? Anyway, yeah, get some chips. No chips. Some chips, some soda, some water. The only healthy food. Get, get some, some carrots. carrots and peanut butter. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Chips. Alright, so, today, we're talking about a court case that happened a little bit ago. Um, particularly, uh... Kevin actually got called to jury duty recently, so I was like, oh, I well, serve. yeah, so I was like, let's do it on a court case. So I found a court case and slash murder mystery. Well, I guess it's not a mystery anymore, but um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty and cool. Again, any of these stories, usually Kevin hasn't heard of them. I think he's heard of this one, but he doesn't really know like the details of it. So the, the second you say the name, everyone's going to know. know. All right, so let's start off. So Jose Enriquez Menendez is who our story begins with, okay? He was born May 6, 1944, 1940s. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They were yeah. born. Listen. <laughs> so by the time this happened, they were like in the like 1960s? No, listen. Chill. What's the I'm better guessing time? 20, 20 years older. <laughs> No, listen. Our story starts. <laughs> you go. All right. Uh, he was born in Havana, Cuba. He was the yeah. So for you, those of you who don't know, Kevin's Cuban. I have Cuban blood. Do so you know what part of Cuba you're from? No, I mean I'm from America, but my dad is from Cuba. Okay, so he was he was the youngest of three, and he had two older half sisters. He came from an upper middle class family who was very athletic. His they were upper middle class in Cuba? Yeah, in Cuba. That's pretty good. They were probably like uh, commanders or something, right? Or doctors? I'm about to go into that. Okay. You literally cut me off right before I said what his parents worked as. All right. So his dad played professional soccer. Mm-hmm. And his mother was on the women's national team and won five golden medals in the 1935 Central American and Caribbean Olympics. That's pretty good. I guess she, she was like a swimmer. <laughs> I guess, because of Cuba. Uh, what the hell is that supposed to mean? They're a little island. They're surrounded by water. Oh. So they got to swim. Oh, I guess so. Anyway, Jose was very spoiled as a child. When Jose was 10, his family attended a country club in Havana, and Jose set the country club's floor on fire. And uh, his dad had to pay for the damages, but Jose's mom wouldn't allow him to discipline Jose over it. Um, so growing up, he got kicked out of two schools and got kicked off a swimming team. During his teenage years, he was very outspoken about Fidel Castro when Castro took over Cuba. Um, when did he take over? You know, I didn't get the exact years of that. It was 1940s when they were born. But Jose was like 16 around this time. so It should be around that. 
So anyway, during his teenage years, you know, he was really outspoken, and because of that, Fidel Castro, um, he would well, he would seize property from the upper middle class. So that's like him, you know. Yeah. Because of his outspokenness, his family got scared. They would get in trouble for it, and they left Cuba when Jose was 16. When they did get into the U.S., they no longer had their status the way they did when they were in Cuba, because now they were in Pennsylvania, and they had no money. Um, Jose enlisted in the school swimming team and was able to obtain a swimming scholarship to Southern Illinois University. He just has that swimmer's body. Well, like, and his mom, you know? Yeah. Just got that under the blood. So, he has his webbed feet. And webbed hands. No. Fins. Okay. Um, during his time there, he worked at a campus TV station, and he met Mary Louise Anderson. So Mary Louise was also the youngest child, but she had, but she was like of four siblings. So she had one older sister and two older brothers. Mary Louise's dad was very abusive towards her and her brothers. Her dad leaves her mom for a younger woman and her mom then begins to have an alcohol problem. So Mary Louise now starts like cementing that idea that divorce is bad and like anything can happen to her except divorce. So Mary Louise graduates high school and she attends Southern Illinois University where she meets Jose. So anyway, um, they fell in love with each other and it's said that they spent every single minute together even though their families didn't approve. Mary Louise's dad didn't approve of Jose because he was Cuban and yeah. Racism. Yeah. And Jose's family didn't approve of Mary Louise or Kitty. They called her Kitty. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know where You're that came from. I don't know. I don't even get called Kitty. And I'm, yeah, I'm a cat. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, um, they didn't approve of her because she was a child of divorce. <laughs> so she was seen as like lower class because of that. So Kitty graduates and they marry. Um, Jose then becomes an accountant at 21 years old. And they struggle a bit with money at first, um, so they lived with his parents. But eventually, Jose was able to find a job that paid him $25,000 a year, which is actually a lot of money in 1965. Guess how much it is? No. Today's money, yeah. 120. That's your final guess? Yeah. It's actually a little bit over 200000 in Dang. today's money inflation. That's how much he was earning at 21. That's pretty good. Yeah. So... Because of that, they moved to a, you know, they moved to a solid neighborhood. And uh, they're like, okay, let's start our family. So they start having kids. At this point, Jose is 24 years old when he has his first son, Lyle. And Kitty's 27. So Kitty was like three years older. So she's three years older. Yeah. So anyway, can you imagine? They're that set by 24, 27. People are different, yeah. Everyone has their own story. I was like, that's pretty good. Um, Because I was like, today... Mm-mm. Um, you know, like I mean, you can I, be an accountant I, today. You I mean, still make you some could, good but money. It's, it's not gonna be like that, though. I mean, it depends connections. You know, this dude started at twenty-one. Yeah, but he was, he's with a rich family. No, because they remember you're not listening, but they came over here. Yeah, they lost everything. They understand. It's like once you have money, you know how to make it again. You know how to earn it instead of like being born, like born in a poor it? family, where um, you don't really know. You have to relearn everything from somewhere else. I guess. Anyway. They've had money. They can make it again. So, Kitty gives birth to Joseph Lyle. 
um, that he just went by his middle name, so his name is Lyle Menendez, and he's born January 10th, 1968, in New York. It's pretty close to yours. Um, no. Yeah. January 10th? What? Whatever. Um, followed by his brother, Eric Menendez, who was born December 27th, 1970. So, by this point, Kitty had quit her job, and she's now a stay-at-home mom. So things are going great for Jose at work. He gets promoted and he becomes the, co- the company's comptroller, which essentially just means that he's managing the finances, he's reporting and accounting tasks. Um, so then after that, he becomes president of the company. This is after Eric was born. So Jose is, I averaged it out to Jose being like 26 at this point. So Jose and the company's chairman then start arguing about the way shit's going. And Jose is like, okay, it's time to leave. So he leaves and he works for another company. Um, so then he works for Hertz, which is a media electronics company. So the family leaves to New Jersey. and that was a donut shop. No. I thought it was like a mechanic shop or something. Hertz. Hertz. Yeah, it's not. Donut. The whole joke. What is Donut. It? Okay. Donut. So the family leaves to New Jersey in 1973, and he becomes the CEO. So he's like 29, 30 at this point, I I believe. So shit just keeps getting better and better and better, you know? Mm -hmm. And guess how much he earns a year? (sighs) Too much. 300? In, in, like, during that time? Oh, in that time? Uh, 35, 50. So in that time, he earned 500,000 a year. You know how much that is now? I don't. I don't know. Sure. Three million a year. He's earning three million. That's pretty good. So, Kitty and Lyle, um, they start having marital problems. Or not Lyle, sorry. Jose. Lyle's (laughs) the son. Lyle's the son, yeah. So, Kitty and Jose, they start having marital problems because Jose starts cheating on Kitty. And because of this, they didn't pay much attention to their sons. So, you know, they're bickering or whatever. And um, Kitty, it's said that she gets, like, I guess, like, very neglectful towards her sons. And she doesn't really care about them too much. Um, because she's so, like, stuck in being depressed. Um, it's said that she, like, OD'd on Xanax. Like, Money all doesn't buy you happiness. Mm-mm. So, Jose then places all his attention on Lyle. And he doesn't really care much for Eric, which is, like, the younger brother. He doesn't see, like, a lot of potential in him, I'm assuming. Like, he just, you know? Eric is just kind of Eric. Yeah, he's just kind of floating. He's just there. He's just there. So, the brothers went to a Princeton Day school where they both played sports. Lyle particularly excelled at tennis. And Lyle's uh, hair actually started thinning. And his parents, because they were really big on appearances, they forced him to wear a toupee. Wait, wait what? Ha, ha. Sorry, I know, I know you probably said this, but what, what was his age? Lyle? Lyle? Yeah. Well, he's like, I think he's like in high school by now. And his hair started thinning already? Mm-hmm. That's some bad genetics right there. Yeah. So and then, he's a Cuban man? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, because his dad's Cuban. Anyway. That was bald. Okay. Anyway, um, they forced him to wear a toupee because they're like, that's embarrassing. And, you know, they're a rich family. They're not going to have that. I feel like he looked pretty cool. Wore like a monocle or something. Walked around with his suit. Mr. Peanut Man? Yeah. Wore a top hat. Anyway, the the family, uh, they move again. 
and this time they move to California when Jose accepts a job from live entertainment. So they lived in Calabasas, California for around two years until the boys started breaking into homes in the areas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because they, they were doing it for like the rush or whatever, you know? So... Calabasas back... What what time was this? When they started doing that? You know, I didn't get the year, but at the time, Lyle was 19 and uh, Eric was 17. So... Like around what date? You think? I don't know. I didn't really. Or are they like still in the nineteen? Like, like, you know, I don't want to give. I don't want to give out false information, so I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I just need to know around when. Okay, baby. Anyway, and um, at that point, like I said, Lyle's nineteen, and Eric's seventeen. So they force Eric to take the fall because Lyle would have had a harsher punishment because he's an adult and Eric is, you know, younger. So they don't give him as harsh of a punishment. How and, dare he be younger? Yeah, so his dad forced him to actually take the fall for him. And also, like, Eric's not the favorite, you know? So Eric was placed on probation and sent to court-ordered therapy. Um, they had to move again this time to Beverly Hills to get away from, like, you know, because they're stealing from their neighbors. So they moved again. Um, they moved to Beverly Hills. And Jose puts Lyle to work um, to keep him busy at live entertainment. And no one liked Lyle. Live entertainment? Mm-hmm. Was like just up there doing stand-up comedy or what? No, like they're doing like the county portion of it or whatever. You think they don't have a county? I'm confused. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I know. Um, so no one liked Lyle because he was always late and messing around. Um, and employees started saying that if he was a, if he was anybody else in the company, they would have gotten fired. So they were like talking amongst, amongst themselves, you know? So, Jose fires Lyle, and time passes by, and uh, Eric is actually accepted into UCLA. So, Eric is really excited to go into UCLA, and he, like, wants to live in the dorms to get away from his dad, who has been sexually abusing him. But, as he's packing, his mom doesn't let Wait, him sorry. leave. Uh, Jose is sexually abusing? Uh-huh. Who? Eric. Both of them? Oh, Eric. just Eric? We're gonna get to that. So... His mom doesn't let him leave, right? So then two days later, Eric sees his mom and his brother arguing, and she rips off Lyle's toupee, which, you know, like, Lyle's really insecure about because he's bald, yeah. he's thinny. Um, because of this, in an attempt to comfort him, Eric tells Lyle about the sexual abuse that he's endured, and they, they kind of, like, comfort each other, you know? So Lyle was actually also sexually abused by his father and mother growing up and physically wow. abused and the mother mm-hmm. so jose once threw um eric into the middle of the lake and asked him to swim to shore eric almost drowned and lyle had to go in and save him so these are just like times of like shit that happened to them what what, what does that have to do with the story so we're gonna get to that you always get there prematurely Alright, so Kitty especially hated Lyle and told him numerous times that it was his fault her life had turned out the way it did. I guess, like, why she was so sad and why she wasn't happy with her life. Um, you know, because he was the firstborn. Um, so Eric was beaten also with belts and he was once thrown through a window and then they told him to clean up the broken glass afterwards. Wow. So, how dare he break the window? It's so stupid. 
So his mother would also beat him when he was doing his homework out of frustration. Lyle then uh, goes and he confronts his dad about his sexual abuse towards Eric, and Jose is really angry about this. And he tells Eric that he specifically asked him not to tell Lyle. So he gets like super aggressive with Eric. He's like running after him, like he's gonna mess him up. So Eric runs away. Um, and the mom said that she knew the entire time when they like tried to tell their mom, she was just like, I know. So the boys decide to buy guns, seeing as their parents will most likely kill them to protect their secret, you know? So that's that's what they said. That's a pretty hard assign. I guess not so hard of an assumption. That's pretty crazy though. Um, so they meet up at UCLA. It's like we gotta kill them first before they kill us. Yeah. But like how are you so sure yeah? Well I well, I guess because they were being vocal about it and they saw how their parents reacted, they were like I mean there's only one life, you know. I don't know, but that's okay, so that's that's pretty much what they yeah, were it's thinking. It's it well, I mean it's a what? It's a deep thought that they're having. It's definitely like wild to for it to be the first thought, but also no, I get it though, in their in their scenario, in their situation. They they have a shitty home life, you know? I'm not trying to justify what they did, but just like all that fucked upness I guess gets to you. And they think that this is like the only way out and they were like, Let's do this. Not very smart, I don't think. I think there's better ways to handle things, but anyway. Well, obviously, yeah. They anyway, they meet up at UCLA to discuss the plan. Um and they they come up with a plan that Lyle should stay home. And Eric should leave the house since their parents would, you know, in their head, want to get them together versus separately. So they think that separately they're going to be okay. Um, so what happens is that um, when Eric, so Eric leaves the house, when Eric gets back, they tell their parents they're going to go to the movies. And Kitty doesn't allow them to go. She's like, no, you guys can't go. Um, and they ask her, like, why can't we go? And she's like, you just can't go. So she's, like, not giving them a reason. So they're thinking, like, yes, yeah, because she's trying to kill us. So they're like, okay, we have to do this now or they're going to kill us. So they go into the den and they start firing. So Lyle shoots both his mom and dad and they leave the house and um, they attempt to go get movie tickets, kind of, like, to establish an alibi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for a movie that's already currently showing, but they can't get tickets. Um, so then they try to meet up with a friend at a restaurant, kind of to say, like, this person can vouch for us. We were at a restaurant with them, you know? Um, but because they're so nervous, they decide that they can't meet their friend or he'll know that, like, something's off. So they don't, they don't meet up with him. So they don't call him to tell him, like, we're not going to show up. So they told their friend they were going to show up and then they didn't. Um, so then they come back home and Lyle calls 911. Um, the police then get there and they don't check them for gun residue um because if they would have checked them obviously like that would have shown on their hands because every single time you fire a gun there's like the powder like on your hand really mm-hmm. so months go by and the police start noticing the brothers are spending a lot of money like after the parents passed away so Lyo, the older brother buys restaurants he buys a rolex a porsche he hires a tennis coach, and they actually don't go back to their mansion. They buy condos next to each other. They buy a Caribbean trip. They also attend a basketball game where a picture was taken of 
Mark Jackson, a famous basketball player. And that picture actually became a trading card where you could see the brothers in the background. Remember the one that we saw, like, I think it popped up like on Instagram or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I was I like, don't. I told you, I was like, that's the Menendez brothers. They popped up in the background of the trading card. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, is that card like rare? Is it rare or no? Um, I'm not too sure. I would, I would think so. Cause why would they keep replicating that? It's like famous murderers in the background. They're not trying to like, I don't know, like, I guess like put it out there. I don't know. That's, that's I have no idea. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not into basketball cards or players or anything like that. Me either. So I have no idea. Anyway. Someone will know. Yeah. Anyway, they spent over $700,000 before their arrest, which equates to, you know, if $500,000 was, well, hmm. Well, this was way This was later after, on. yeah. So they it was over a million dollars in today's money, actually, um, from the time of the murders. Mm-hmm. So the family members actually argued for the brothers, and they said that this was not significant because this was their usual spending habits. So the police, however, they were like, they had motive to kill. There was financial gain in this. Um, so the police then ask, or sorry, then send... Eric's friend Craig to try and get some information from oh, him Craig. while wearing a wire. But when Craig asks Eric if he did it, Eric says no. But then Eric, he tells his psychologist, who can't say anything from his sessions because of patient doctor confidentiality, he can't use anything said to him as evidence in court. So he tells him, like, yeah, I did it, you yeah? And he tells um, the psychologist, or sorry, the psychiatrist, psychologist, psychologist, the psychologist, he tells his mistress, who then breaks up with him and tells the cops. I, I, I think it's psychiatrist, isn't it? I was a psychologist. Because <clears throat> a, a psychologist, I think, is more, I don't I, know, I, well, I, I think that's part of the, the subject, but a psychiatrist is more like um, dealing with the patients, that's what I think. Well, I got psychologist when I searched this up. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's anyway. Clarify that later. So anyway, the psychologist has a mistress. The mistress breaks up with him, and then she goes and she tells the cops what he, what he, what she knows, you know? So then they're arrested, and they're held without bail, and they're kept separately. So during the trial, the brother said that it was self-defense against the sexual and physical abuse endured. Um, their cousins actually came to their defense and said um, that the sexual abuse was mentioned to them by one of the brothers when they were children. So, you know, it had been, like, ongoing. And when they told Kitty about Jose's... When the cousins told Kitty about Jose's abuse towards the brothers, Kitty was like, no. Um, So the prosecution still argued, however, that this killing was done for financial gain. That's pretty much what they were focused on, you know? So the trial well, seems like a pretty hard motive, you know. The trial ended with a deadlock jury. Do you know what that is? Uh, no one do, uh, agrees on something. Mm-hmm. So they're not able to reach a verdict, and it leads to a mistrial. So they have to run the trial a second time. So then they have a second trial, and this time they're both convicted on first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Um, So they were each sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
and they were sent to separate prisons and they didn't they didn't see each other until 22 years later damn yeah where they were finally placed in the same prison after um it's a whole lifetime yeah they're still there so really yeah so right now actually i found out as i was writing this um that an upcoming docuseries uh, appeared on the Today Show on April 18th, 2023, which was set to premiere on May 2nd, 2023. Um, and they alleged that, uh, like the person, or I guess the, the show, alleged that the Menendez, um, the, sorry, the dad, Jose, mm-hmm. he actually sexually assaulted an ex-Menudo member, which... Um, Ex-what? It's so Menudo was a Latino uh, boy band. It was really popular in the 1970s. So I'm sure that if you ask your mother, isn't that food? Yeah, that's just what they were called. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so anyway, he, the guy on the docu series, he said that he was sexually assaulted by Jose Menendez when he was 14 years old. So because of this new evidence, the brothers filed for a new hearing in May 2023. And I actually tried to search up the outcome of that, but I, there hasn't been, like, they filed for it, but they haven't really said anything about, like, if they're, like, even going to run that or, like, what. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much what it is right now, and that's pretty much the story of the, that's the brothers. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, uh, <clears throat> when I was doing the, 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 the jury's, jury, jury service? Jury service. Jury duty. Yes. Jury duty. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my judge mentioned that uh the menendez brothers were in the courtroom right next to ours it was in van nuys courthouse yeah so now we know where it was because i didn't find that in my search yeah he was like it happened like next like the room right next to us and everyone was like what everyone's freaking out and you didn't know what you didn't know the story no i've heard i've heard of the name i just I, i never looked into it like everything else in life I mean, I've heard of it, too. I hadn't really looked into it. I just knew that they had murdered their parents, but I didn't really know, like, anything behind it. And I heard that it was, like, something that was based on sexual abuse, but I didn't know, like, to what degree. And I also didn't know, like... Because there was... Because of the murder that they had done, nobody took seriously what they had said. And now, like, even, like, with the family helping them, they're like, okay, well, that's biased or whatever. So nobody really paid attention to that. Everybody just kept saying it's financial gain. And because, you know, everyone's like, they're your parents, that you yeah. killed them. But but then now there's that docuseries coming out and everything, like, got crazy. Because this, this is a person that has nothing to do with them. Completely he came di- out saying it. And he came out saying, like, that, that that's what happened. Basically, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, which, I mean, that, that case had a lot of, like, impact, I'm pretty sure, in terms of, like, like certain rules or whatever, laws that had to be passed or... You know, I'm not too sure. I didn't look into that. Like, whatever is part of the whole decision-making or the whole process ran in the courthouse. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it was something significant. I don't know what it changed exactly or what it could have brought up. You're saying that because uh, the judge mentioned? No, just that case in general. Uh, I, I think it changed something. I don't know. how. You gotta, you gotta look into that. I don't even understand what you're saying, but... It doesn't matter. Anyway, that was our story for today. Um, it was a little bit of a long one. Um, yeah. Send your stories to the Cat Cauldron. Is this the same length as the other ones? Yeah, no. Yeah, 
I think the other ones we just discuss a little bit more at the end. This one we have to cut short because we've been talking for way too long. But anyway, um, yeah, send us your stories at thecatcauldron at gmail.com. We also have our social media, catcauldron, gmail.com. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> the Cat Cauldron. Just... Yeah. And um, thank you to whoever's listening. Yeah, spread we noticed, the word. We noticed that we have listeners in Belgium. So if that's... You know, one of you guys, just let your friends know because it does help us out a lot. And yeah, tell your friends or friend, whoever. Just be like, yo, check this out. Yeah. They're talking about the Men- uh, Menendez brothers. <laughs> it's just two people talking back and forth yeah. annoyingly. Because I don't know, but LA, maybe we're not. Maybe because there's too much murder podcast in LA. I don't know. So, but we obviously stand out compared to everyone else. Yeah, so they we, just need to get, they just need to listen. We have listeners in there. We have listeners in Mexico. We have I forgot where, what part, but it's it's like another state in America. I don't remember the name of it. I did see it though. So anyway. But yeah, with your guys's help, obviously we can grow slowly. Yeah, and then we can so. have cool stuff because I have a bunch of cool stuff planned and things that I want to expand on, but I need to I need to wait on that before right now it stays in right now theory. yeah but i'm really excited because i have really 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 cool stuff planned so hopefully you know i can do it um if there's anything in particular that you want to hear about any questions that you have i can send it over yeah send it over and i'll make sure to look into that because i'm sure i'm as curious as everyone else anyway have a happy rest of the week and uh, enjoy your fourth of july yeah it's happy fourth of july hide hide your your little animals. Yeah. Birthdays to family members. Yeah. And uh Don't let your animals listen to the fireworks. It's scary. And, um, to my half brother out there somewhere. Oh my gosh. It's his birthday too. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to my aunt. Yeah. Woo! Her name's Isabel. Don't tell him. It's fine. The world doesn't need to know. She's awesome. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Okay, that's enough. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.